welcome everyone to another week of Ramban Alav Parsha. Um, we, like the rest of Kali Yisrael, are up to Parsha Yisro. Um, and I'd like to do a bunch of Ramban this morning, depending on the time. One, a narrative-related Ramban, which is the fundamental question of when did Yisrael, and the, the story of Yisrael's return to Kali Yisrael, did it happen before, before Matan Torah or after? That leads into the fundamental question, and I think this is the first time it appears in the Ramban, of yesh mukdamu mukhar batorah or ein mukdamu mukhar batorah. And then we'll do a few Rambans in and related to Maimad Harsinai, where I think Ramban has a unique, uh, a, a unique approach, which we'll all enjoy. So the, the parasha begins, Vayishma Yisrael Kohen Midyan Chosein Moshe, Eis kol asher aso Elohim lemoshe ul Yisrael amo, ki hoci Hashem, ki hoci Adonai at Yisrael mimitzrayim. Okay, Vayikach Yitroh Chotein Moshe, Tzipora Eishet Moshe, and the two sons, and they return. And the fundamental question is going to be, and it's a major machalakas, have we shown him, when did Yisro return? Did he return before Matan Torah, which is the way the Pesukim appear? Or did he return after Matan Torah, which maybe yields us a better understanding of the, of the story? So the Ramban, who has a, a position on this, First, he's very thoughtful about how this works. First, he gives the other side a, a lot of uh, a lot of credence. Says the Raman, "Kvar nechleku rabotein beparsha hazot yesh mehem omrim ki kodem matan Torah ba yitro kiseder haparshiot." Right, the order of the parshas. It sounds like first he came, then Maimad Har Sinai. Yesh mehem shamru shachar matan Torah ba v'zev vaday yistayeh mina katuv shamar vayavo yitro chotein Moshe uvanav v'yistor el Moshe. El Hamidbar Ashahu Sham Elohim. Says Rabban, that sounds like they already camped there. They already had Gata Asara Sadibros. Right? We all know Klai Yisrael spent a year at Har Sinai. It sounds like he came while they were camped there. That what what was the problem with Moshe judging Klal Yisrael? Well, he had to judge them based on the Torah. So obviously, says the Rabban, and, and those psukim seem to point to the fact that Yisro came after Matan Torah, and then Vaod ki kan Omar vayishlach Moshe chotno vayelech lo alart. So he left. Vayazeh b'ashana hashniya benasam mehar Sinai k'Moshe Omar b'parshat ba'alot chavayom Moshe lechavah ben Ruel amidyani chotein Moshe nosim anachnu. Right? In Parshas Bahaloscha in Bamidbar, Yisro leaves again. So Rabban says in, the, in this first presentation of Sukkim, it sounds like, no, that's the same story as here. And Yisro came and left after Matan Torah. Okay, that's the beginning. But then Rabban points out the obvious. And this is going to be his shita, the chala tarkula. V'im kain nitzarech ta'am lama makdim har pasha zot liktuvakan. Right? Why would it be the case? Okay, the Torah can, and even the Raman we recognize sometimes does change the order of events. But there needs to be a reason, right? Any time the Torah is going to change the chronology, there's got to be a reason why it does so. What would be the reason? And so says the Ramban, despite the fact he's not completely dismissing it, there, are, there is support for Yisro coming after Matan Torah. He says, but nevertheless, I don't think so. 
And he says, "Ve'im kolze ani shoel ala deya hazo." Kishamah hakatuv vayishma yitro kol asher asa Hashem lemoshe el Yisrael amo ki otzi Hashem et Yisrael mitzrayim. Famous question. Vuloma lo amar she shama masha asa lemoshe el Yisrael b'matan haTorah shu mehan niflaot hagidolot shenasulahem. Right? Why does the Torah tell us? He heard that God took us out of Mitzrayim. He heard that he didn't hear about Matan Torah. Matan Torah is the greatest religion, the, the greatest, you know, Gilu Shechina in the history of the world. If he came after Matan Torah, so why didn't the Torah say, Oh, Yisro heard about X and Y and Kriyas Yamsov and Matan Torah? That would be fantastic. But he doesn't say that. And so the Ramban says, you know, in his classic thoughtful way, Vahakarov Eli Litfos Seder HaTorah. This is going to be the Ramban's fallback position for everything relating to the Machlokas of Yesh Muktam Muchar Batorah or Ein Muktam Muchar Batorah. So the Ramban, in the absence of compelling proof that the order of the Torah was changed, and there are situations like that, and we'll see them in, in Bamidbar, but he says, in the absence of that, Yesh Muktam Muchar Batorah, the Torah presents things in order. Sheba kodem matan Torah, bihiyotam birifidim, kimoshamabe mechilta. No, so obviously Yisro came before matan Torah. Rabbi Yeshua Omer milchamat Amalek shama uva, she ktuva bitzido. Right, he heard about the war with Amalek. Vinasayim ahmirifidim el har Sinai, vahakatuv shamar el hamidbar ashehu chonesham har ha Elohim inyano. Says the Ramban, obviously Yisro came before Matan Torah. Otherwise, the Torah would have told us. And how did he come so quickly? Because Har Sinai, Har Chorev, is right next to Midian. How do we know that? Because originally, when Moshe came to the Sna. He was, he was shepherding Yisro's flock. So, okay, how far did it go? Did it go a day away, two days away? He lived in Midian. So it must be that Harsinai is right there. And therefore, it was easy for Yisro to come after he heard of Yitzias Mitzrayim, after he heard of the War of Amalek, after he heard of Kriyas Yamsov. Okay, almost done with this idea. Says Raman, V'chein nirali, one point in before we get to the end. It's not really a machlokas between is there an order to the Torah or is there no order to the Torah. Rashi who thinks, obviously he thinks that Noah came before Abraham. There, there is an order to the Torah. But Rashi thinks for, for thematic purposes the Torah can alter that. And that, you know, oftentimes the Torah does. The Ramban would agree, of course the Torah can change the order if it wants, and if it has something important to teach us, but it has to tell us. And so in Sefer Bamidbar, the Torah gives you dates. And so you realize that one thing happened before another, and there's a reason to learn it. But in the absence of that, the Ramban says, the Torah tells us things in order. Again, there's a carve-out for within a story, but more or less, that's what the Ramban thinks. Now let's skip a bunch and go, this is just fascinating. So when it says that Moshe sent Yisro and he returned, Right? 
The Ramban is now changing his mind. He's saying it's not the same story here as in Pashas Balotcha. Yisro leaves here, but he returns while they're still at Harsina. Right? He went home to Megayer his family, and he returned. It's not a long distance. Shari bin when they started traveling to Eretz Yisrael before Chet Hamaraglim in the second year, Yisrael, please come with us. Right, the Torah does not record record a response, and most people think, okay, Yisro left. Says Raman, Raman thinks no. I think Yisro accepted Moshe's arguments, and he stayed with Klal Yisrael. Okay, that's just a side point. But again, the first mention, the first representation, the first discussion of the Machlokas that's going to continue Lakala Tarkula, and that is, you know, how important is the chronology? The Ramban thinks it's very, very important, and if the Torah changes it, it would tell us. Okay, now, let's go on to the central story in this week's Parsha, and that is Maimar Harsinai, and perhaps we'll see, you know, an interesting insight of the Ramban. So before you get to Maimar Harsinai itself, there's the preparations for it. Vayomar Hashem Moshe, and says the Ramban, What's going on here? So if you're following along inside, it's Paragyotet, Pasuk Tet. In the middle of that Ramban, says the Ramban, I come Ba'av Ha'anan, Amar Rabbi Avraham the Ibn Ezra says, there were Jews who didn't believe completely in prophecy. It says they did believe in Moshe. This is the Ibn Ezra. Okay. Says the Ibn Ezra, there were Jews who didn't believe in prophecy. And the psukim that imply that there were Jews who did believe in prophecy, true, of course there were, but not all of them. And says the Ramban definitively, it's not true. The Jewish people do not have doubts about prophecy. They accepted it from their parents. Right, it says they believe. I'm sorry. Right? If you're going to claim that they believed, but not all of them, here too it doesn't say all of them believed. Here comes the Ramban's point. 
שאמר, אני בוא אליך באב הענן, שתיגש עתו אל הערפל, בעבור ישמע העם דבריי, ויהיו הם עצמם נביאים בדבריי. says the Ramban, there's a difference between belief and knowledge. And one of the really, really important things that happens at Maimad Harsinai isn't Aser Sadibros. Of course, the substance of Aser Sadibros really matters, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us Aser Sadibros at Harsinai. But the Ramban sees all these other things going on around it that matter more or as much as Aser Sadibros. At Aser Sadibros, at Maimad Harsinai, says the Ramban, we didn't believe in prophecy, we experienced it ourselves. And that changes everything, right? I could believe things, but it's still just a belief. But to know it as a fact, to experience it myself, changes everything for me. Now it's not just a belief, it's actual knowledge, right? We could talk for a long time about the difference between belief and knowledge and belief in the existence of God or knowledge of the, of the existence of God, God, right? Laha'amin or Ladad, two girsos in the Rambam and two, two discussions. But here says the, says the Ramban, no, no, they experienced it. They didn't believe it. They knew it. They didn't need others to tell them that God speaks to human beings. God spoke to them. Says the Raman, one of the purposes of Maimon Harsinai was for Moshe Rabbeinu, not just for HaKadosh Baruch If somebody, if a false prophet shows up, B'nai Yisrael will reject him. They know that you, Moshe Rabbeinu, reached the highest possible level of prophecy. They'll know all these things as a fact. Right? Why is this so critical? Why is Nevoa so critical? Because for whatever reason, and we'll see this in a few minutes in a, in a slightly different form, HaKadosh Baruch is not going to give the whole Torah to Klai Yisrael. It's critical that they believe in Moshe so that they believe that the Torah that Moshe gives them is the Torah that Moshe got from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To do that, they themselves had to experience prophecy so that they believe. We experienced it ourselves. Now that we know that it's true, now that we experienced it ourselves, and it's not just something we heard from somebody else, now that we know all of these things, now why the Ramban 
keeps having to make the point that Moshe was the greatest Navi ever, and why the Rambam really emphasized this, right? One of the Rambam's Yud Gimel Ikri Amuna is prophecy. A separate one is that Moshe Rabbeinu's Ma'ala ben Nevuah, Shehu haya avla neviim la kodmim There'll never be a Navi like Moshe. Why this is so critical to the story, I'm not sure. But it's critical for the Ramban that one of the purposes of Maimon Har Sinai was establishing Moshe Rabbeinu as the greatest prophet ever. How was that done? Well, if you and I became Nevi'im at Har Sinai and we heard God's voice, we would know for a fact that God speaks to human beings. And then we would know we're at the bottom of the mountain. Moshe Rabbeinu is at the top of the mountain. So on some level, we would understand that what we're experiencing is just a fraction of a fraction of what Moshe Rabbeinu is experiencing. And by extension then, when Moshe Rabbeinu comes to give me the rest of the Torah, we'll know that he's the authentic Navi HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Because we experienced it ourselves. He's experiencing on a higher level. And therefore, what he tells us becomes the truth. Okay, that's a really, really important point before we get to the Aser Sadebros. Now let's do one or two of the Aser Sadebros if we have time. So there's a famous machlokis about which is the first of the debrot. Right? The Torah says, And then comes, So the question is going to be, and it's the question we need to think about, where's the command here? The next one, okay, that's a commandment. Don't do X, Y, and Z. But Anochi Hashem Alkeha could be like an introduction. Just like Who am I? I'm God who took you out of Egypt. And now let's start. The Ramban doesn't think so. Most Mepharshim don't think so. But the Ramban has a bigger point to make here. Says the Ramban, Anochi Hashem Alkeha, Perek Chaf, Posuk Bet, Hadibur Hazeh Mitzvat Aseh. Says the Ramban, taking sides in a famous machlokas between the Rambam and the Bahag, this is a mitzvah saseh. Omar Anochi Hashem, Yoreh v'yitzave otam sheyedu v'yaaminu. Right, the double Russian again. That they should know and they should believe. Kiyesh Hashem v'elokim lohem. There is a God and he is our God. Kolomar, hovek kadmon. He pre-existed the world. Right? He brought the world into being. He created the world through his desire. And his ability. He's, he's omnipotent. Right? The Ramban's making a significant point here. It's not a fact. We're not, the Torah's not just saying there is a God. Of course it's a God. But to accept God's kingship, says the Ramban, requires an understanding that being in Evet Hashem demands something of us. It's full of content. You can't just say, I believe in God. And how does it express itself? I don't know. I donate money to the Democratic Party. I believe in morality. I believe, I believe in a God who believes in exactly what, I'm, what I believe in. The Ramban says that's not how it works. It can't work. Now, going back to the machlok, well, we'll go ahead, then we'll come back. Uh, 
אותם, ואמר, אשר הוצאתיכם מארץ מצרים, כי הוצאתם משם תורה על המציאות ועל החפץ. The fact that God took us out of Egypt, he's not just any God, he is the God who took us out of Egypt. That proves that he created the world, because every miracle that he did, right, to make a miracle, to change the course of nature, means you created nature. כי בידיעה ובהשכחה ממנו יצאנו משם. It's through God's hashkacha pratis on each and every one of us that he took us out of Egypt. וגם תורה על החידוש. כי אם קדמות העולם לא ישתנה דבר מטבעו. says the Ramban, in a perfect world or in a proper world, God created nature and nature runs the world. When God changes nature, it proves that he controls nature. It proves that he's God who created the world. Right? God being omnipotent means, to a rational mind, he's the only one. If he could do anything he wants, if he has the power to do anything he wants, it means it's his power and his alone. Right? He's talking, about, he's talking to the door Yodzei Mitzrayim. So when he says, Anochi Hashem Lekecha, Asher Hotzeiticha Me'eretz Mitzrayim, Beit Avadim, they understand what that means. They understand that it means three things. One, he created the world. Two, he has Ashkacha Pratis on the world. He desires to be involved in the world. And three, he's unique. He's omnipotent. There's no one like him. There's nothing like him. There can't be anything like him. So says the Ramban, There's a mitzvah to believe in God, but that mitzvah has content. And the content is these points he keeps making, that God created the world, that God controls the world, that God has ashkacha pratis. To just believe in some force that's external to the world, that's not the mitzvah of Anochi Hashem Elokecha. To believe in a God who took us out of Mitzrayim, and that's a significant point, to believe that the God did that, And that that God can do anything and everything that he desires to do, that's the mitzvah of Now, just continuing in the Ramban, we were captives of Paro. Right? On some level, says the Ramban, we owe God. God miraculously took us out of the house of Mitzrayim and the house of Paro, and we owe him for that. God took us out. Okay, different names, don't need that. Last line. Right? We associate Kabbalat Malchut Shamayim with Shema. But originally, Kabbalat al Machut Shemaim says the Raman comes from this situation of Anochi Hashem Alokecha Beit Abadim. Now, I started saying this before, but thought better of it. The Rambam also has a mitzvah of belief in God. Okay, maybe there's a slight difference between the Ramban's content and the Rambam's content, but it more or less is the same. The Bahag does not have a mitzvah of Anochi Hashem Alokecha. And a lot of people mistake. The Ramban defends the Bahag in his Hasago to the Sefer Mitzvah Ram in Hasaga Aleph. But that doesn't change the fact that the Ramban thinks the Rambam is right. right? The Ramban there has a very, very compelling p- 
position. He says, and he quotes the Medrash here, but for a different purpose, he says, you know, a king becomes the king. So he shows up to a village, so people say, tell us what to do. He says, no, first accept Malchuti, then I'll be Gozer Gzerot. First you have to accept my kingship. So the Ramban suggests there that for the Bahag, it's not that Anochi Hashem Lekecha is not a mitzvah, because it's not important enough. It's too important. It's the foundation of all of Tariq mitzvahs. Once we accept God as our king, now God gives us Tariq mitzvahs. That's what the Ramban says in defending the Bahag. But here he makes clear, okay, that's a defense of the Bahag. The Rambam was mean to the Bahag, and the Ramban felt the need to defend him. But Lamaisa, the fact is, says the Ramban, there is a mitzvah to believe in God, and that mitzvah has content, right? I would suggest, I think I may have heard this from Rav Rosenzweig once, that the Rambam and the Ramban here refuse to make a distinction between mitzvos and the mitzvah, right? And the Ramban makes this point here. If there is a God, he makes demands on us. To believe in a God who doesn't make any demand on you, who doesn't require anything of you, is not to believe in God. It's some theoretical point. But we believe in a God who demands things of us. That's the kind of God we want to believe in. That's the kind of God we have to believe in. In return for taking us out of Mitzrayim, there's a certain obligation that we owe him. That's, we want to be Abdei Hashem. We don't just believe in some detached God who has certain qualities that we associate with ourselves. No, we believe in a God who's a Mitzvah and who we respond to. Okay, we're going to run out of time, so let's keep going. Go to Posuk Zion in Perak Chaf. The Posuk isn't so really, isn't really so important for the point that the Ramban is going to make. And that is the following. We grew up knowing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us Aseres HaDebros, but we chickened out after two. Right, the first two, the grammar makes clear. Right, they are second person. Hakadosh Baruch who's speaking to us. But after that, you come to mitzvos that discuss Hakadosh Baruch in third person. Etc. Etc. The grammar clearly changes, from which we understand that God gave us the first two. And then we got the, the last eight through Moshe Rabbeinu, right? That's also supported by the Gemara at the end of Makos, that Torah Tzivalanu Moshe. We got Torah Begematria 611, because the first two we didn't get through Moshe, we got directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay. Got to go backwards. So the Ramban here says something interesting. Vihine. Lashon ha-katuv hazed shem Hashem alukecha lashav ki ilu Moshe yidaber v'chein b'chala dibrot achrekein. The Ramban's agreeing with the grammar. You can't argue with it. U'vishnaim psukim harishonim Hashem yidaber anochi ashehotzeiticha al panai ki anochi la'ohavai l'shomrei mitzvotai. It's all Hashem speaking directly. Right? The first two mitzvahs, I am your God, don't have other gods, that's the key. Rabbi Avraham Hikshe. 
The Ibn Ezra has a problem with this. Ki ha-katuva ma'avayda ba'elokim et kol ha-devarim ha'ayla u'mefurash mizet ha-devarim ha'ayla dibar Hashem el-kol ka'alchem v'sham katuv od v'yichtevim al-shnei luchot avonim ki ka'ashe amaram el-kol ka'alchem ke'en kitavam al-haluchot. When God says, I wrote down all the ten dibros, he also says, I spoke all ten dibros. So what's the Gemara talking about? Then he only gave us two. Says Ramban. I'll tell you what it means. Raman says, no, obviously we heard all 10 Dibros. We have to. The Psukim say so. It has to be the case. There's a qualitative difference between the Dibros. The first two, Bnei Yisrael heard clearly and understood. Exactly as Moshe understood them. It's like God spoke to them directly. It's like you and I became Nevi'im. With respect to the last eight, we heard it, but for some reason we couldn't understand it. We were too overwhelmed. It's hard to know what the Raman means by this, but we didn't understand it. Moshe needed to tell me what Lotinaf was. I heard something, but I didn't know what it meant. Moshe Rabbeinu needs to tell me what Shabbos is. I heard something, but I wasn't sure what it meant. So the fact is, says the Ramban, two different things happened at Harsinai, but it's going to lead into a third. We heard the Ikre Amuna, the belief in God, directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We were Nevi'im, and we had no doubt about it. With respect to the last eight, we heard them, but we didn't understand them. Right? Different pshatim of what that means, but we didn't understand them. But Moshe Rabbeinu told us what they were, and we believed Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Because the first two, we saw that God could speak to us, and we saw that we could understand. So with respect to the last eight, it made complete sense. We watched Moshe Rabbeinu. We heard God say it. It's like a transition. We heard God say it. We didn't know exactly what it meant, but we trusted Moshe Rabbeinu because of our own experience that what he was telling us was true. Why is this necessary? Because with respect to the next 603 mitzvot, we didn't hear them at all. So what the Ramban, I think, is implying is that this is preparation for the rest, right? Right? The rest of the Torah is all given through Moshe. It's Torah Moshe. But we trusted Moshe Rabbeinu because we watched. A, we ourselves were Nevi'im with respect to the first two. With respect to the last eight, we were Nevi'im, but not really because we couldn't understand it. So we knew, we knew that the rest of the Torah was going to be given to HaKadosh, from HaKadosh Baruch to Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? If the eight that we heard we couldn't understand, what would be the point of hearing the rest of the Torah? So it didn't bother us. Once we believe, once I'm sorry, we didn't believe, once we knew that Moshe Rabbeinu was the Nevi Hashem 
and that God speaks to human beings, it was no stretch to believe that with respect to all of Sefer Vayikra and Sefer Bamidbar and Sefer Devarim, that it's what Moshe Rabbeinu heard from HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. Har Sinai was a transition from not knowing anything and not, not experiencing anything to our understanding that there's such a thing as prophecy. And as a result, our belief in Moshe Rabbeinu as in Vi Hashem. Okay, we did a bunch of things today. We, we did the major machlokas of Yesh Muktam Muchar Batorah or Ein Muktam Muchar Batorah. We saw a significant part of Maimon Har Sinai was our belief in Moshe Rabbeinu via our own experience. And we saw the first Dibur on Ochi Hashem Lokecha as being a real commandment from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which has within content and requires things in return from us. Yashkach to everybody. Have a great, great Shabbos and see you next week. Thank you.